To stand at the altar of Olah is to remember the moment when God answered Abraham's prayer at that place, when he said to his son, Isaac, God will provide the lamb, my son. The altar of Olah is thus a commemoration of our dependence on the divine and our realization that all life is a gift from God himself. Welcome to Bible 365, episode 212, Psalms and Sacrifice. I'm Mayor Soloveitchik. One of the earliest accounts of Greek myth comes from the poet Hesiod, who gives us one of the primary, and for the Greeks, one of the most authoritative versions of the tales that are still told today. Atlas and the World, Pandora's Box, Prometheus. Prometheus was seen by Greeks as the defender of mankind from the gods, the one who gave man the gift of fire by stealing it from the gods. This much is well known. Much less understood is the background to this story and the way in which it is linked to ritual sacrifice. According to Hesiod, Prometheus sought to ensure that when human beings brought sacrifices, they would be able to keep the best parts for themselves. He therefore suggested that only the bones of the animal be given to Zeus, with fat covering it, thereby disguising the fact that there was no meat. Hesiod writes, For when the gods and mortal men had a dispute at Macon, even then Prometheus was forward to cut up a great ox and set portions before them, trying to befool the mind of Zeus. Before the rest, he set flesh and inner parts thick with fat upon the hide, covering them with an ox paunch. But for Zeus, he put the white bones dressed up with cunning art and covered with shining fat. This was Prometheus's ruse. Interestingly, Hesiod himself says that it was Prometheus's sketchy sacrificial method that inspired the way offerings were presented in Greece. The bones were covered with fat and placed on the fire while the meat was eaten by human beings. As Hesiod further writes, Because of this, the tribes of men upon earth burn white bones to the deathless gods upon fragrant altars. But, Hesiod further writes, Zeus was himself angry at Prometheus's attempted trick and in revenge took fire away from man. Prometheus, in turn, took the fire from Mount Olympus and returned it to humanity. And, as Hesiod further writes, quote, So spake Zeus in anger, whose wisdom is everlasting, and from that time he was always mindful of the trick and would not give the power of unwearying fire to the Melian race of mortal men who live on earth. But the noble son of Iepetus, that's Prometheus, outwitted him and stole the far-seen gleam of unwearying fire in a hollow fennel stalk, end quote. As punishment, Zeus gets Prometheus right in the kishkas, literally, though the Greeks didn't put it this way exactly. Hesia tells us, Quote, and ready-witted Prometheus he bound with inextricable bonds, cruel chains, and drove a shaft through his middle and set on him a long-winged eagle, which used to eat his immortal liver. But by night the liver grew as much again every way as the long-winged bird devoured in the whole day, End quote. This was his fate. Prometheus has his liver pecked out. Every day by eagles the liver then grows back again and it starts all over. This, for the Greeks, is what the gods did to heroes. Prometheus was celebrated by the Greeks most famously by the playwright Aeschylus's Prometheus Bound, as one who was persecuted by the gods because of his greatness and his actions against the gods on behalf of man. The story of Prometheus, as told by Hesiod, allows us to understand how divergent understandings of sacrifice divided the Greeks and the Jews. In fact, the very question of what an altar is relates, for the Bible, to the question of who we are and who God is. As we have seen in our study of Leviticus, the Torah obligates Israel in sacrificial ritual, though, as we also noted, the translation sacrifice is inaccurate. The Hebrew is korban, whose root is karov, close. The word thereby indicates that the primary purpose of the ritual is to draw close to God. 
And while there are offerings in which we partake, from which we eat, nevertheless, in Judaism, the altar of the tabernacle and temple is known as the Mizbach HaOlah, the altar of the Olah, the elevation offering, an animal given entirely to God. And it is this form of ritual that is celebrated in Psalm 66. The Olah, the burnt offering, the elevation offering, is described as a response to the awe-inspiring miracles of God. This is Psalm 66. Say unto God, How awesome art thou in thy works! Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of men. He is awesome in his doings toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves, Selah. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest into the net, thou laidst affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest out into a wealthy place. What is described, in other words, is God's miracles and salvation. What is the response? The next verse. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats, Selah. Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. The bringing of a burnt offering to God in thanks for his salvation, for his preservation of our lives. This is one of the primary means of devotion in temple times. And if, as Hesiod tells us, the Greeks saw the origin of sacrifice in the offering of bones and fat, but not meat, to the gods, then perhaps the offering of an entire animal to the one true God also set Hebraic ritual apart. Indeed, according to the Talmud, on the day that the Hellenists entered and desecrated the second temple, setting off the events leading to Hanukkah, one Jewish Hellenist kicked the altar in Jerusalem and accused it of stealing money from Israel, crying, Wolf, wolf, until when will you consume the property of the Jewish people? The Hellenist was accusing the temple altar, in other words, of using up the money of Israelites through sacrifices. Now, at first blush, the accusation is strange. Did not the Greeks also offer sacrifices to all of their gods? But the meaning can now be understood. The Greeks, inspired by the legend of Prometheus's attempted trick, may have kept the meat for themselves, whereas the altar in Jerusalem was known as the altar of elevation offerings, the altar on which entire animals were offered to the divine. And it was named thus because the altar was placed in the exact original site where Abraham originally offered to God an elevation offering of the ram that suddenly appeared in replacement of Isaac. As we argued in Leviticus, to stand at the altar of Olah is to remember the moment when God answered Abraham's prayer at that place, when he said to his son, Isaac, God will provide the lamb, my son. The altar of Olah is thus a commemoration of our dependence on the divine and our realization that all life is a gift from God himself. Greek myth, in speaking of sacrifice, describes propitiating and tricking the gods. The Hebrew Bible, in describing animal offerings, focuses on acknowledging our dependence on one true benevolent God. To this, one more point must be added. 
If the Jews saw sacrifice differently from the Greeks, they also saw the fire atop the sacrificial altar differently. For Jewish tradition, fire was a gift from God to man and woman after the expulsion from Eden, when, in a great act of love, God took two stones and instructed man in the art of creating fire. Thus, whereas the Greeks saw in fire a rebellion against the gods, Jews saw in it God's grace following man's rebellion. The Greeks saw in flame a symbol bespeaking the divine-human divide, while for Jews, fire epitomized God's mercy as well as the divine-human partnership. Thus, whereas every Hellenist sacrifice remembers the trials and tribulations of Prometheus at the hands of an unjust God, every Jewish offering in the temple before the fire atop the altar of the Almighty reminds us not of rebellion against God, but of his love for us and partnership with us. But what if we forget all this? What if animal offerings become merely an external act? An earlier psalm, number 50, emphasizes that elevation offerings only maintain their true value when they are brought with a proper perspective. There God says, I will reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house nor he goats out of thy folds for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? God, in other words, is warning here. Do not see korban as sacrifice, as if you are propitiating me by giving up something to me. Everything, says the Almighty, is mine already. Avoid the pagan perspective. The psalm continues. Offer unto God todah, and pay the vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. What is this word todah? In Leviticus, it usually refers to an offering of thanksgiving, and that may be what the verse means here. But many traditional commentators read todah as hoda'ah, confession. Confess to God, the psalmist sang, and then temple rituals take on true significance. In the end, both interpretations are really one. For as we have noted in the past, the Hebrew word today for thank you, todah, comes from hoda'ah, which can mean confession, but also the giving of thanks. Rabbi Isaac Kuttner has noted that in order for a person to give thanks, he also has to engage in confession. He has to admit that he is not self-sufficient and that he has no right to demand from God whatever blessings are suddenly bestowed. Every expression of true gratitude to God is thus also a confession. And it is only when we confess, when we realize that life itself is a gift, that the temple rituals can become a means of closeness with the Almighty. It is only with this perspective that we cease to take the pagan approach. And only then, in the temple, before the flame of the altar of the elevation offering, can we draw near the benevolent God of Abraham. Today, the flame of Athens is still remembered by many. As the Encyclopedia Britannica informs us, quote, Whereas the Olympic rings are strictly a modern symbol, the tradition of the Olympic flame is one that connects the modern games with their ancient heritage. In the ancient Greek Olympic Games, a large basin of fire was kept alight for the entirety of the ceremonies and competitions. The constant flame mirrored the theft of fire by the titan Prometheus, humanity's supposed creator, from the Greek god Zeus. Prometheus's gift of the flame to humanity was said to give humankind its nudge towards civilization. For the modern Olympic Games, it represents consideration of that myth, an ode to the growth of civilization, and the ancient tradition of the games, end quote. But Jews, then as now, remember a different fire. Not the fire of pagan myth, but the flame of the altar of Olah, and have for centuries expressed their worldview through a cherished Hanukkah song 
seemingly simple words that say so much about the Jewish approach to the divine and our refusal to forget Jerusalem and the mountain of Abraham. Ma'oz tzur Yeshuati l'cha na'el l'shabayach, tikon beit tefilati v'sham toda nizaveach. Almighty One, Rock of Salvation, to you it is fitting to give praise. Establish again the temple, and there we will offer our thanksgiving. This is Mayor Soloveitchik, looking forward to learning together tomorrow, signing off.